claim you love America. Well, we love America. But you are driving us back and you are making a Samson out of us and we are going to pull down the pillars. Should you try to pretend that I'm crazy because I want America to be saved? And then you think we have no right to ask for something? Is it too much to ask you to grant us human dignity? Should we be put down and shot to death for this request? If so, you can aim your guns. What the hell do you think we care about dying if you're going to deny us the right to live? What's going on today, my brother? I'm good, man. Good evening. How are you, man? Good evening, man. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm here, you know, getting ready for the week, trying man. to figure everything out. How about yourself? Hey, the exact same, man. I'm, I'm prepping for the work week. It's been quite a week, you know, personally, nationally, worldwide. So, you know, just thankful we get another opportunity to chop it up and talk about some real stuff again, man. Of course, man. It's been an interesting one for me, too. Um, Friday was the day, man. I, I um, you know, you, you learn that you reach out to you. You learn that the podcast have reached people and there are people listening, whether they tell you or that they are or not. And that's that's the beauty of this. And um, I just love to hear people give me and uh, well, give both of us, you know, feedback. Some things that they say is, is you know, it's, it's really good to hear. Man, you know, I really I really want to take this time to thank everybody who's given us feedback. Feel free to. I, we really want to hear from y'all, see what y'all think, things that y'all agree, things that y'all don't agree on, because that's, you know, that's what makes this a dialogue. That's what makes this more than just a conversation. So, nah, man, it's always a good day when people tell us what they think of it. Yeah, you know, and I, I you know, with everything that's going on in the world, man, sometimes I just want to come on here and just, you know, just lighten the mood and crack some jokes and things like that because you know everything isn't always serious between us sometimes we we always laugh and i think sometimes we should share some of the funny things that you know happen in our lives man Dog, uh, it's a lot man and, and it's funny because it's, it's like you said you know i think people think because you know our tone is a little bit more like reserved that we're not really wilding on the you know behind the scenes so yeah we definitely can give them that side you know what i'm saying yeah, and then one thing I want to share with people is, is uh, you know, when we set out here, we never set out to say, oh, well, you know, this is how it's going to be. It's set in stone. And we never said, all right, we're going to have some guests or we're not going to have guests. And one of the things that a few people has been saying to me is like, yeah, man, have a guest or, yo, let me come on or different things like that. And it's uh, it's interesting because I wonder how that would be. And I hope we get to a point where we do open the door. Well, the door is open, you know, we spoke about that, you know, off air, but I, I do want to see how that's going to be one time where, you know, somebody else has a different perspective. Um, and, and particularly I, I have, uh, just a short, quick story here. Um, I grew up with a cousin, right? He, he's my cousin, close cousin, right? And, uh, so my mom, uh, a single mom, his mom, a single mom is my aunt very close so we grew up very close we grew up like brothers right because my brother 
at times he was in Hawaii with my father. You know, he wasn't, we, we just didn't grow up as close as like me and my cousin, uh, you know, and I don't want to put his name out there, but let's just call him Pop because that was one of his nicknames, Poppy or something like that when he was younger, right? Chip. Word, word. That was his other name. Uh, he gave me some great feedback about the pod, man. He listens. Um, and the reason why it's so funny is because his nickname for me is Sleazy. Now, some people who listen to this will probably know that from, like, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was very, you know, I had that when I was very young. Even when I first got to the Valley, you know, that was a name that, you know, a few people knew me as or whatever yeah. before it became just, you know, they call me Jersey, right? Um, but he gave me some, some good feedback, some interesting feedback. You know, he and I talked. Um, we shot each other some messages back and forth. He was explaining to me, like, you know, he loves the content. He loves the dialogue. He loves how you and I communicate well. Um, his one feedback to me was, you know, basically my perspective, where I stand on it, stand firm there. And, you know, we went back and forth. We had a nice little dialogue there, and I was explaining to him, you know, why you may, why it may appear that I'm not standing firm on certain things um, especially the politically thing. And I was explaining to him, it's, hey, I'm able to see different sides of things. That doesn't mean I agree with every side. It just means that I'm able to elaborate the thoughts that I've heard from people who don't think like me. Do you, do you understand what I mean by that? Man, I get exactly what you're saying because, you know, that's that's the world I live in. I live in the world of, nah, I feel exactly what you're saying. I disagree, but I understand why you feel that way and why it's valid. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I, I think we've done a good job of you being like, man, I know how you feel about, like, I'll give an example. Like, Sam, I know how you feel about Ye. I disagree completely on what he's doing, but I understand why you look at life that way. Like, the way we're able to see the, you know, the gray, the, the gray space or the, you know, the thin line in that, I think that's what we do a good job of, you know what I'm saying? But... I met, I met your cuz, though, so I know where he's coming from, so I feel you, bro. <laughs> exactly, and that and that's, that's the funny thing about it is, like, so you, you know, you met my family, you met my sister, my mom, of course, you met my wife, you met my cousin, my aunts, and everybody, man, and, um, because some people ask us, like, man, how is it for y'all to sit down and do this pod together, and I'm like, it's great, you know, some of the things that, uh, that you have done as U.S. Sam has put this together, you know, on the technical side has been has been great because it, people can tell the growth of it, and you know, just to just to tie that in with my family, uh, my cousin in particular, with his feedback, it's like, you know, there's some work that goes into this, there's some perspectives that goes into this, but Sam and I, we are in environments where where our opinions are constantly growing. So although we believe and stand firm in it, we're also open to people that are open to learning something new that might not sway, but it may evolve our opinions. Nah, and that's it, man, because just the reality of it is, man, we see in so many different ways of looking at stuff. You know, we talked about a lot of issues, dog. I'm a, I'm a you know, I work in education. I have some conservative views towards education. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about that. You know, I, I have some political leanings that's more, you know, to the left. But then I have some that are to the right. You know, I have some personal things that are conflicting. But, you know, we just, we we looking at things from multiple perspectives. That's all. But I, I respect the feedback. And like I said, I know you cuz, man. So I'm going to keep that in mind. I'm a, I ain't going to let nothing, I ain't going to let nothing uh, not get spoke on. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, man. I was I was wanting to talk to you today about a lot, man, because I um 
you know, like you said, it, it's a lot going on in the world. It's a lot going on in, in the world. And I wanted your perspective on a few things that that come to my mind, that has come to my mind this past week. And you just spoke on it, the education system. Um, we tend to have conversations about education and about individuals on how intelligent a person is, which gives them uh, like a, a better view from public, right? The more knowledge you have or the more education on paper you have, you are viewed better than someone who doesn't. When you're in the workplace, um, you're in the workplace, you work in the education building. How is it amongst you and your peers who have different levels of education? How is it when it comes to teaching? Do, do you guys come together like, or do you guys have judgment on each other based upon who has the most education or where you got your education? So can we, can we speak freely? Can I use the language I need to use and everything too? <laughs> I would, I would recommend you do. Okay. So Pardon my French, but bro, it's a dick slinging contest, man. It's it's all about where did I get my degree from, you know how how my degree is better than yours. But you know it's funny. I'm in spaces where I don't have the degrees that other people do, and it just shows me that never really mattered. But in you know you in education, the only way they pay you is if you have higher level degrees and more experience. But you're in the room with people who might be. 10, 20 years older than you, five years older than you. They've got three, four degrees. You may have one, you may have two. And you're just really looking at it like, but what did it really qualify you to do, man? It's just, it's just some shit for you to be able to tell people that you got. And it's something to make you feel better about where you at. Like we, like we said, before I move on, man, we hear it all the time. We got people we went to school with. It's like, man, I got a college degree and I vote Democrat. Oh, okay, bro. So do you suddenly now feel like, you just, you've uh, transcended the world. Like you ain't better than nobody else. You just cause I got a degree or just cause I work in education don't mean I'm better than anybody else. Same thing. And the reason where this comes from is, so I have two sons, you know, this, right. Eric, the second Nathan, yeah, uh, my boys, when I think about future and I think about education, I always think about the conversation and the little bit of disagreements that some people have when it comes to, um, like PWI versus HBCU. Man, now you te- you te- you teach in a school, you know that is in the South. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that that's in the South. So you're probably around more African Americans, yes. uh, black people than let's say me, where I'm in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. There's not there's not too many HBCUs, and the ones that are here, um, they're not as prominent as the ones that you and I know about in the South, right? So. I think about my children and it's like, I want them to be exposed to, uh, I want them to be exposed to HBCUs right now. As you know, my wife, she went to a PWI, right? She went to Ohio state. So what's interesting to me is the value of education should not be based upon the name of the school, but that's how we look at it. It's not, you know, you may have your master's. Some people may think, Oh, your master's is from, you know, Howard, right? But they're they're gonna look at you a little bit differently than the person who has their bachelor's from Duke. Facts. And it's like, should the name of the school matter? Shouldn't the individual like shouldn't we start paying attention to the individuals and not necessarily the Dog. the I'm a I'm gonna be real, man. It it should be like that across the board in a lot of areas, bro. But black people, we done bought into that culture itself too, man. Like and 
I say that to say, man, black people, we were taught to go to college, you know, in our generation. So a lot of people went to PWIs. They said all these things about HBCUs and how they don't work for them. And you got the same degree. And like my dad said, you working in a building with somebody who went to a black school and you're looking at the stats, you going to a PWI doesn't guarantee your success. It's, it's actually showing HBCUs produce more of people in certain fields. Um, but on the flip side, and it's going to sound controversial, I love my alma mater. I love it. I know everybody does. Let's not act like, you know, at the same time that it's the right choice for everybody either, just because we liked it, just because it was good for us. Doesn't mean that it's good for everybody. Doesn't mean it was a universally good experience either. And I'm just really talking about, and I agree exactly what you're saying. I really am talking solely on the idea of, of if if we have some concerns about the education system in America, right? Why does it get to the point where we start to rank? some over others that's not me saying that something can't be better than the other but why do we treat the individual as if they become better based upon that and we all have very similar ideologies of how corrupt and how not backwards but how difficult the american you know education system is especially for people of color Dog, I'm going I'm to be real, man, because he been preaching all week. He been on my mind, man. But, but you know, Lupe really said it, man. You, you, you know, the school was garbage in the first place. Like, how is it, like they were saying, how is it American universities are ranked among the best in the in the world, but our public schools are ranked in the lowest? It's, it it's really makes you wonder what really is the priority, man, and who is, the, who is the attention going to? I work in a predominantly black, you know, school system. And a lot of us are HBCU graduates, our kids don't really even want to go there, though. And, and you know, quiet is kept. I don't really know if the school system is really allowing us to really help them. Like, some, you know, we've had a thing this whole year of people being like, yeah, man, you know, we got to hold people accountable. I'm like, I mean, let's keep it real, bro. We're working in a system that's failing black kids in mass numbers, too. Yeah. I think about that a lot, like I said, with my children, man. But I, just being very truthful, man, I want my children to um, be able to experience school where people look like them as well, right? I'm not saying that they have to go to HBCU, but I, that should be an opportunity for them. It it can't just be, oh, you must attend Michigan or you must attend Michigan State or Grand Valley State or anything local that is predominantly different from predominantly looking different from how they look. Um, I think that's important. I think I think children, especially black children, should have a black teacher somewhere along the line when they are growing up um, in grade school. Man, it's important, man. You know, the research shows, you know, the your likelihood of going to college if you have a black teacher goes up. And if you have two or three, it, it goes through the roof, man. And I'm not even just going to say college, but you're just going to be more successful with, rep, you know, seeing people that look like you. And, you know, where you're at in the Midwest, it's a lot harder because a lot of black people are down south. So, no, I, I get your concerns. And at the same time, man, I think people got to understand where you're coming from with some of the things you feel away about like yo man it's your children that's your investment that's the most precious thing to you in the world it ain't about not valuing other people's kids it's about doing what's best for your kids you know what i'm saying exactly um 
I really like that, man. I really, I really that that's been on my mind, man. But um, what else is new with you, man? What, Dude, what's going on in your life? I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're adjusting to work. You know, I I think everybody in education, quiet as kept, feels like before the end of the year, these kids are gonna go back in the building. You know, so that's that's been something that's been on my mind. Uh, what's that gonna look like? But you know, aside from that, man, I've been, I'll be honest, man, the thing that took my attention this week, because I'm a fan of him, man, is, you know, my, my favorite artist, man, leaking leaking his contract on Twitter, man, and, and peeing on Grammys, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know where I stand on all of this, but I will say this. This is funny to me, and this is, it's, it's, it's not a good thing, but it's funny to me. All right. You have the Grammy, you put it in the toilet, you urinate it on. Fine. <laughs> that's fine. But who got the Grammy out of the toilet? Yo, that's been the number one question, dog. I swear, that's been the number one question all week. And I mean, my my thing was, fam, you got 20 of them, though. You didn't piss... <laughs> That was that was my thing. I was like, you, you you know, 21 Grammys. You got 21 Grammys. You can piss on one. That ain't going What did that really show? It was just a very interesting thing, man. And and here's the here's the thing. I use this word about Kanye West because it's it's to me it's true. I find Kanye West to be mentally fragile, yes. but because he's mentally elite, for lack of a better term. Um, I think mentally, Kanye West is not just a creative, but because he has so many ideas that are valid and has great potential that they sometimes run together, that he's he's held captive in a lot of places. And I think that's what his contract conversation was talking about. I think he was trying to say, like, even with who I am, you know, even with who I am, I can't own my stuff. I can't own my master's. You know, I can't get out of my contract, but it was a such it was such a broad topic because I listened to another podcast, the Joe Button podcast, and he said something real interesting to me. They always say that his that Kanye West's main focus and his money is not coming from music. Yes. So what is driving the conversation about music if this isn't your this isn't your money maker for lack of a better term? Dog, I think that's a very valid point when I was listening to his pod. You know, he has the freedom to say some things because of that main point. But, you know, the other thing that I think before we even get into that, we need to I need to say this so people can understand. Look, yo, we we can all agree that homie is mentally fragile. He's bipolar. He's struggling with a lot of issues. He's erratic. He has all, like, all those things. But let's keep it real, man. A lot of the stuff that he spoke about happening and wanting to happen have happened. He literally was like, yo, man, I'm reaching out to uh, Zuckerberg and everybody. I'm trying to get y'all to invest in me. And folk was like, this man tripping. He's 50 million in debt. In one year, he made a billy. In one year, he made a billy and was unable and was able to be like, all right, I'm cool. I don't even really have to do rap if I don't want to. In one year. He was talking about 10 years ago wanting to do this. He was talking about, yo, I want to design clothes. I want to design homes. I want to do this. I want to do that. Folk was like, yo, this man tripping. But he was able to do all that because you have to have an insane amount of belief in yourself to get these things done in these types of spaces. But 
with that being said, I also agree with what Joe is saying. I don't trust the motive. I trust what he wants to get done, but the motive is disingenuous. Is it? It's self-serving, bro. It ain't really about freeing people. It's, yo, I want these masters. I feel like I should have them. And I also, at the same time, can't say that and then say I want an apology. It's like, yo, man, you you got to be real about what it is you want and why you want it. And that part I can't co-sign. You know what I'm saying? Lupe, he's like, look, man, let's keep it real. You're a great artist, but don't act like the people that you're saying was enslaving you weren't the same people you were just trying to be friends with. We got to be honest about that. You know what I'm saying? And that's... And that is the part about life that is very tricky to me. And I know we're speaking specifically about Kanye, but I want to broaden it to like how we operate in life, period. Right. So this circles back to kind of what we talked about earlier in the podcast when I was explaining some of the feedback that I received. You and I are. We're employees. Yes. <laughs> let's just, you know, let's just, just call keep it a real. spade a spade. Yeah, right? keep it real. <laughs> we're employees. So even if I'm going to keep it real and keep it very honest, I'm going to do it in a way um, that is very palatable and respectful, not just to myself, but to my family, to my children, to my wife and, you know, and to my employer, you know. So um, I like the idea of what Kanye is saying. And I feel like that even about my even about just personal things in life. Right. Like. Am I buddy buddying up with the same person that I may have to fight with one day? Facts. But I also need to understand that it's a time and a place for it and how you do it, right? So so it's it's just like it's just like you and I, right? It's just like you and I. You and I could be in business together. We're gonna make a lot of money. We make a lot of money. We do what we do, we do what we do. If I feel as if you're wronging me, if I feel as if you're you know, coming at me in a way and handling a business that's affecting me negatively, but I circle back to double down to get more money with you. I now can't hold you accountable for your actions. I need to look at self. Even if I, even if you're still doing something wrong, it's still very important for me to address it. And I think, I think what I really wanted to, what I really learned from that and what really came to mind is some of our behaviors in our community, especially, you know, just specifically speaking about black men is how we've had relationships and how we've dated and different things like that. Um, and, and not just men, but, but, you know, women of color as well. Um, I always say this to my wife and I get in trouble when I say this, like you, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, <laughs> so, so bad, but like, I always say like, yo, you choose your partner. Dog. Right? Like if oh you, you, God, bro. <laughs> like, all right, so you, you two people dating, right? Two people dating. And it's a small rant here because this has been going on. This has been like something that I got in trouble with over the past eight years. It's like, all right, cool. I like this guy, right? And, you know, he's a bad guy. I know it. He has done all these bad things that I think is bad, but I'm going to choose him again primarily because I like him, but I'm going to complain about who he is. Yep. And to me... I think that's something that we have to address in ourselves. It's, it's like a plague. It's like a, Dog. you know, I know people want what they want, but I don't know. Dog. Do, do you understand me? I know. Exactly. And dog, what I'm saying is this. Here's, here's what I need us to be real about. You choose what you like. You can change what you like. You don't just, people really be like, yeah, I like what I like. Oh, okay. 
So I, I woke up one day and I just decided as a little kid, I just want Pop-Tarts. And then guess what happened? One day I decided, oh, I don't just have to have Pop-Tarts. You can change your mind. You're a, you're not a, you're a human being. You don't have a fixed mindset unless you're choosing that. We choose that. And I, it's the same. And it's the same with what we choose to ingest. Some people literally, they get, they spend every day ingesting. Yo, man, I hate Kanye, bro. I'm going to just keep looking at this clip, though. Because this this feeds my need to hate something. Fam, just mute it. Or just don't even pay it no attention. You the sun gonna shine, Kanye gonna rant. That's a part of life. <laughs> it, I'm just saying, and bro, like bro, I'm a fan of him. But I, I just every now and then I'm like, yo, he been too quiet. I and I rant, so I know, you know, I know some stuff's gonna happen. But with, with that same thing what you were saying with women and men, it's it's always Women choose what they want and, you know, they, they're cursed to have to fix these men that don't have their things together. And with men, it's, you know, they see something that's better than where they're at and they make a good decision. Yo, man, that's BS, bro. People make decisions. People choose what they like. They choose to stay with what they like. And that's just what it is. It ain't got nothing to do with you being powerless to stop it or Nah, man, take responsibility on both parts. I know that sounds problematic, but it is what it is. Yeah, man, it, it, it is problematic because, you know, like I said to you, man, eight, eight years I've been having the same kind of conversation. Like, I always, you know, I, I think that everybody chooses what they do, right? Like, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I think each person should be responsible, should be responsible for their own decisions, right? Like, I don't, I think you and I had this conversation before, like, um, like being in a relationship is a choice, right? Like it's Damn. not, it's not mandatory. You're not required. And I'm laughing because I'm laughing because of this. I, I then had this, I had this conversation with my wife, but then I took this conversation to, you know, some peers, a mutual peers of ours. Word. And that particular topic or that particular sentence, dating is a choice is such a, it shouldn't that even is, be a controversial statement, but it is, bro. It, it, you know what? This is my. This is like a big hot take of mine, right? Uh, we as people, we as people, we get some form of energy off of identifying when we are a victim oh and how God, to stay bro. there. And how to stay there as a victim, and I don't mean that in in far as any particular gender. I'm just re- re- just saying that's that. across the board. Yeah, yeah, it's across the board. When you are the victim, you know how to play onto that or how to how to maneuver in that particular environment. And bro, that's across the board. Like I like I said, you know, bro, I wrote a book about my stuff. The number one thing when I I talked with one of my homegirls, she said, "Yo, you stayed knowing that the energy was like this." She was like, so is she really wrong? I was like, I mean, let's keep it funky. She can't be wrong if I knew when I stayed, you know, and if I blame her, that's that's victim. That's being a victim, right? But the flip side of it is you could say, why did you stay in a bad situation? I was young. I was in love. I put in time. Those are all excuses, too. They just seem more valid than mine do. And they always, excuses are always valid when you need it to fit a narrative. We we paint narratives in our head, man. And it's it's the same with homies. Sometimes you'll talk to them and they'll be like, man, shorty be getting on my nerves. I'd be like, and then sometimes I have to check myself. Like, is that the narrative that you need to tell yourself to make yourself feel like 
she's doing anything more than any other person. Like, yo, man, in a relationship, every relationship is going to involve some amount of telling people what you're doing, accepting how they feel. That's a part of a relationship with anybody. But we tell ourselves different things to make it be less than what it is. There ain't no relationship that ain't got no stress. There ain't no relationship where there's not going to be accountability. Like, people be wanting stuff that don't exist, but then they want to make it seem like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veer off and I'm gonna do a hot take. I hate when women say, uh, men are afraid of their position of money. Fam, nobody's afraid of anything that you have. As long as you're not trying to weaponize it and make it seem like you're better than somebody because of that. Guess what? I got, I could have 2 million, $3 million and you can have $20. I still bleed. I can still die. I don't have anything more than you do that makes me any better. But that ain't how That's, we think, dog. And you know it's so funny, man, the term weaponized is so funny because so I never looked at uh I don't really know how to weaponize things that aren't important to a person. So I always say this. Like they say men weaponize money, women weaponize sex, right? That's what so, they say. The only reason why someone is possible, why someone is able to weaponize something is because the other person either seeks it or finds value into correct, it. Correct, correct. So there's even space to check your own, you know, thoughts about that, right? So you weaponize sex towards me, it isn't going to work because, like, it's your body. Like, I can go find it elsewhere correct the minute you feel like the minute you feel like oh this is something that you can hold over me if it's that important to me i need to check myself and see why it's so important to me to where you can weaponize this and uh, and bother or affect me you get what i'm saying i get exactly what you're saying because you know what what i've realized and i think everybody knows that anything that you need can be something that can be used against you you know and um I just think in low, we're going we're gonna to use the hot button terms. In low vibration relationships, then we, we tend to use things like sex and money to control people. But adults ain't really moved by that when you get to a certain level of maturity. But I, I had to say that because people think people are intimidated. No, it's, you haven't met all people. And more than likely, the people that you're attracting are the same people that you're seeking. You're not looking for things different than you're People are look for things that confirm their bias. Ain't nobody dating nobody that's going to challenge the way they really looking at life. They're not. People are dating people that they can say, this is exactly what I thought this was going to. Well, I'm going to say people, but y'all know what I mean to say. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Let me flip it to the male side. Dudes do the same thing. I got homies that be like, man, shorty tripping. That's the type of chick you like, though, fam. That's what you keep going after. Every chick can't be tripping. Every chick ain't tripping, dog. You you going after chicks and giving them the exact type of energy that you want. You like this dynamic of she getting mad at you, you get violent, or you like that energy, dog. It ain't every chick because the chicks that really is quiet and not really on that, you're not going after that. That's not what you're seeking. You know what I'm saying? And just to be clear, just so nobody is offended, and if you are offended, you know, uh, that's not the intent. When we use the term chick, we're referencing uh women that we have either been involved with or, or just women period yeah um not anything demeaning or 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 less than yeah i'm not trying to be demeaning um i'm just trying to be honest but i mean i understand too if that came off you know he gonna apologize i i'm you know no 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 so 
Here's the thing. I, I'm not here to apologize because if you ask my wife, that's not me. I don't, I don't, this may sound bad, but I don't believe in apologizing for something you did not do. Ah, uh, I dig that. You know, so, you know, uh, that's just, that's just I mean, not I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you, especially from a perspective from a man, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a, if I got a history of the same thing with five women, at some point I have to identify that it's me. Facts. Like, like I am part of the problem. I am not only part of the problem, but I, but I'm not looking to be part of the solution. And that's the issue that, uh, I believe a lot of people face. Bro. A lot of people face they don't they don't identify that and dude you know just to i guess sum that up that that's really the root of everything man you know i was having some a conversation with some homies this weekend and it was it was bringing up some some stuff that i still have sore spots about that i'm working through and the one thing it just reinforced to me was like look bro you have to take responsibility for things that you didn't do and things that you did do and don't project that on the other people even if it's valid if you ain't made peace with it you just projecting your own grief on the other people and saying that that's reality you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i'm glad we, we i'm glad we dipped our toes in that man i believe yeah man. how we can tackle even more of that i do have a, a a question for you and see where you are with this so where are you at in gun ownership um not man. just not just for you but what do you feel about it when it comes to like black people owning guns Okay, so man, I'm glad you mentioned that because I know you talked about you and wifey and that being a thing. It's crazy because you know me and my fiance are on the same page and wanting to own one. We took you know we took our first gun class probably about a month and a half ago. Shout out to my homie. I know he keeps trying to get me to go to the range. I ain't forgot you, dog. We gonna do that. But um, yeah, man, I I'm definitely in favor of owning one. Uh, this is my personal thought though. I only want to have a gun to protect myself in the home. I do not want to openly carry. This going to sound problematic. I know people say don't buy a gun then. Yo, my prevailing thought is, my thought is to protect my family and not to seek to be aggressive. I feel like carrying a gun is inviting confrontation. It's just me. That's my thought. But I'm in favor of a gun, man. And I think black people in particular definitely need to own them. I think we got to stop telling these narratives of black people being docile. And we got to really do our research on the Deacons for Defense you know, that preceded the Black Panther Party. We need to read about Robert F. Williams and, you know, his book, Negroes with Guns. It was black people carrying guns our whole life. It was black people that were armed resistance against white people from the beginning of us coming over here. We've always had a a, a need to protect our communities. This is no different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, here's why I am, man. I talked to you about it. So I recently, um, I recently got... A few firearms um i only really feel like i i needed because of the climate we're in as far as you know sp specifically the the political climate um so th that's why i went the route that i went uh the other side to this is i do want to uh carry like i do i don't want to i don't necessarily want to openly carry but i do want to carry when i'm out concealed primarily because um not because of the environments i'm in or any life or any confrontations i have but i just feel i believe that i want to get to a point of comfort to know that when some of these particular people act up 
that I'm trained enough to put one of them down in a non-lethal way because no, I'm not looking it. to kill. And and before you before you follow that up, just to you know speak on a little bit of political things here. Uh, rest in peace to uh, what some would say notorious RBG. Yes. I'm probably gonna butcher her name, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Bader. Yeah, Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, big loss in the political community. Forget what side you're on, just a loss for someone who who has human a history life. of moving things forward. Yes, human uh, life, for, man. For people. Um, well, man, to piggyback off what you're saying, first, you know, I definitely think it's important to be able to protect yourself and your family, so I ain't got no issue with you openly carrying. I'm not per se Xnan the idea right now. I'm just trying to get to a level of comfort where I'm okay with having some in the crib and feeling comfortable enough to be able to use it. Um, and in regards to Ruth Bader, man, the more I'm really reading about what she's done, man, with gender discrimination and fighting against it for men and women, yo, man, it's you got to tip your hat off for just a human being that did, you know, a lot for, you know, men and women in America and across the world with her example. And I'm going to just leave it at that. But Hey, <laughs> I said something real hotep to my wife, man. And it's, it's, it's about, politics. Oh, go ahead and tell me that. Go ahead and tell me that. Cause you so, know, they, they used to call me the hotep, you know, dude in the groups. <laughs> so here's my thing, right? I'm a firm believer that a corrupt system is going to be corrupt. It's not going to just miraculously change um, like overnight, right? Like I believe like corrupt things have to be destroyed, right? So I was saying to myself, how is it possible that the Supreme Court, it's nine people who are going to be here to to be able to identify and break down the um, the Constitution, right? So a couple lawsuits, we go all the way up, we go all the way up, we go all the way up uh, to the Supreme Court. But how do we leave it to nine people who are selected by biased people, right? No matter what side you on, it's like, hey, I'm going to pick somebody who's going to be in the interest of me and my thoughts. And I'm not saying that the, the that the Supreme Court is a corrupt system. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that, and I don't have an answer on how else we would do it. But I'm struggling with the not the the fact that because our current president is who he is, that he can pick pick somebody, and everybody has no say on who he picks solely because he was elected. You know. Bro, and, and you know, here's my thing, and I, I may, have, you know, I'm gonna have to brush up because I'm not sure. I wanted to say I thought the, you know, I wanted to say the legislative branch still had to approve. Congress the still Senate. had to approve. Yeah, the Senate. Well, I thought it had to be Senate and the House, but maybe not. No, I think I think with the majority vote in the Senate. Oh, okay. Uh, the majority vote in the Senate, I believe, if it, because yeah, uh, and I, and again, we could we could look into that to have better knowledge of no, course. But I believe good. with 53 votes. Because he, because the Senate is the majority, I believe yes. that they can they can push one through. Well, you know, here's the thing. I think I, I've had this discussion all week, and I think people got to understand. Look, yo, it's nothing wrong with moving in the system. We got to move in the system because we're not in a position to overthrow the system on a whole level. Okay, 
But with that being said, the way that y'all fight to get people to conform to the system is baffling. We have an electoral college that was set up during slavery to give an advantage to the South and it's still in existence. And y'all are yelling and screaming at people about voting when the electoral college is still in place. The president can pick somebody and say they're going to pick somebody right after this lady died. And you're screaming about a vote as if that mattered, as if that y'all. And I'm not saying that your votes don't matter in the sense of picking who are going to be in that position. But what I'm saying to you is if you're saying logic in the face of someone who's clearly breaking all decorum and all, you know, previously agreed upon standards, yo, you you're misunderstanding. You're, you're literally telling black people to do something and you're un, you're not reading the room. You're not looking at the fact that he's overriding what both sides want. You know? And that's what I mean by and, and, and hear me out when I say this, because this is might sound a little long winded. I'm I'm not mad at President Trump for behaving the way that he's behaving. I get what you're saying. I'm mad that people who are the opposite of him try to come to the middle ground to work with people who are not like him. Or, or excuse me, that are like him. So, for example, the current... The, Joe Biden is the, you know... Former Vice President Joe Biden, he's running for pre- he's running on the Democratic ticket. He's going to be in the middle, trying to pull people who are trying to wipe out people who think like him. I don't think we are in a position in our system to try to play the the political game with with the ideologies of today it's it's too far extreme you know and that's why when you say things like uh when you say things like you know i know you're saying votes matter i know you do but when i see people try to get people to conform to something it really really blows my mind i understand telling people to vote don't get me wrong but it's i like to tell people to vote because it's their right i don't like to try to tell people that that if they don't vote, they are less than. Although I do believe everyone should cast their right. They're, they're, they're a vote because, again, it is their right. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I get exactly what you're saying. See, here's my thing. I agree with that. I expect the man who has shown that he is not mentally stable and mature enough to be in that position to act that way. I expect the adults to act differently. But what I've seen is, and this is across the board, man, I've seen people, you know, we've seen we've seen one party in particular bow. We know who that party is. But on the other side, I've seen the other side gas up us to make us think that they really have more power than they do. I don't think they do. Dog, when them when them impeachment papers was coming up, some people I know, y'all was so turned. Y'all was so happy. Y'all was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was over here like, you'll never get both sides to get this vote to go through, though. But I'm glad you're happy about it. Okay. And then when it didn't go through, you were like, oh, my God. But it's a policy. I'm like, they're in the same gang. They're just wearing different party shirts. But okay. So at the same time, I feel what you're saying, bro. But look at the insist. But look at the situation. This man will probably forcibly stay in office at this point. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but. While I hear y'all on voting, that's important. 
it, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying do it if you feel like that's what works for you. You got to be able to understand how other people might look at what you're saying and be like, you're completely sick too. Just like you feel like people who don't vote are completely dis despicable, it's other people who feel like you're completely despicable for voting too. You got to be able to see the other side of it is what I'm saying. That's all. And for me, and for me, listen, I'm to the point where I believe in being a rebel. Okay, I believe that, you know what, when it's our time to shine, let's shine. Facts. Bro, and that's, to be honest, that's really the energy, and I, I gotta give him this props, it's really the energy Joe has been on, you know, especially with these last couple of episodes, and, and I love that, bro, because I just feel like we have to at some point understand, I, I never forget what my dad said when he was growing up in Fort Ford in Atlanta, and he said, dog, there was an issue one time and somebody was trying to come in their neighborhood to start some. And he said, one of the old dudes told him, if you want to ask, you're going to have to bring an ass. And at some point we're going to have to understand you're not really dealing with somebody who really gives a damn about human rights or logic anyway. So there are going to be some situations where it's going to be like, yeah, bro, this, this, like what's going to have to, what well, this election this year is going to be super crucial because it really is going to come down to what is America going to do when somebody completely goes against what you thought was the way of doing. He putting his nuts up like, what you going to do? And that's that becomes a question. What are we going to do? And, and, we, there is no more status quo. He stomped on it. It's a wrap. You have to, in my opinion, you have to see, you have to see the violence, you have to see the nastiness, you have to see it, and you have to stomp on it. You can't try to change it. And I think that is what, excuse me, I think that's what some people are thinking can happen. Listen, people are saying, okay, this is Donald Trump, we need to remove President Trump. But Donald Trump is enabled by people who are going to still be there. Facts. And we have gotten caught up on the face of a movement instead of Facts. the actual movement. Facts. And that's why I still think everybody needs to go out and vote. Just I still think you need to cut into the body of a into the body of the snake. But you can't leave the head alone. And the head is not the face that we're seeing. No. It's and that that's just where I am, man. And that's why it's like I I will never get on a platform and tell people you know, not to vote or talk to people and say, don't vote. I think voting is very important for, especially for us, because we haven't always had the right to vote, especially in women too. I think so. But I'm one of those people who say, hey, listen, Eric, you need to be more mindful of what's going on and not just on November 3rd. Bro, and I, and I think, here's where I stand on things, because people say vote in local elections. How about we take it a step further? How about everybody, everybody's telling people to vote? How about you tell five people you know to vote and you help them? How about you do that? How about well, that we takes do that? too much work for some bro? And, and dog, they literally got websites like uh, runforpolitics.org, I think, or something. It tells you the local positions that are open in your area. And I know as people saying this, they're like, why don't you? It's not where I'm at right now with it. My goal right now is to educate. My goal right now is to learn as well. My goal and part of being active sometimes is knowing what you're doing before you jump out there too. That's also a big part of it. We got people that jump out there, put yourself in the big, you know, big water and don't know what you're doing. But I say that just to say 
you can do more than one thing at one time and all of them can be right. People can vote. People can say, yo, I'm not going to vote and I'm going to educate myself because I still keep thinking people love promoting this narrative of Trump won because people didn't vote like the Electoral College didn't pick it and like Hillary didn't have a popular vote. I'm just confused. What story did y'all hear that I didn't hear? And one big piece that I want people to know, and and hopefully this makes sense, um, just because, let's just use a random number. These are not numbers. I mean, these are not facts, but you see some of these things going around. Oh, he won Pennsylvania by less than 22,000 votes. 100,000 black people didn't vote. Here's the thing. What makes you think all black people would have voted for one particular party anyway? That is the argument that I've been having for a long time with people is that, listen, voting is important, but uh, educated vote is better. Trying Trying to learn more so you can cast a vote that that you find to be valuable is more important than just blindly punching a ticket and expecting that ticket to fall in the favor of the people that, you know, we, we talk to. And bro, this is why I get upset because people say you have the right to vote, but then they tell you who to vote for. But then the other catch of it is, have you not looked historically at other leaders that came before you with that same thinking? Like bro, Stokely Carmichael, Kwame Ture, he literally, was trying to get the people in Mississippi, uh, I'm sorry, Alabama, he was trying to get them to be able to vote and run against some of the people there. They would not accept them. And then in Mississippi, they would not accept them into the Democratic Party. That's why they started the Mississippi Freedom Party. The Democratic National Convention would not let black people join the Democratic Convention. Just the Democrats. They're the same. So... When we're looking at this, you're telling people, yo, man, you need to vote, man. Your ancestors died for it. They died for it, got the right to, and still wasn't allowed in these same places. And it still didn't yield them any results. And then you look at other cultures, and we don't want to admit that other cultures that benefited from being white, however you want to say it, or benefited from being allies to white people, they didn't even focus on voting. They focused on economic power. That's you need all these things, but on a on the a focus sp- is always one thing. Exact, bro. It's because it's reactive. It's reactive. It's never proactive thinking, and we're always susceptible to one very no disrespect. As long as we got people who can talk well, or handsome, or preachers, or whatever, if they in that vein, we always susceptible to it. Bro, ain't nobody listening to Yvette Carnell like they should be. Yvette Carnell is the, the leader of the ADOS movement, man, the, the American descendants of slavery. She she got the reparations talk on the on the banner. Shorty is mad bright. She's not drop-dead gorgeous, though. But we know who Candace Owen is, but we don't know who Yvette Carnell is. That's weird. Well, I mean, for different reasons, too. But I, I, and, but I definitely agree with you, and that's why we talked about this three, four, five podcasts ago organization is the most important thing we can organize a lot of things and include all the things that we're talking about but the more we focus on one over the other as if the other doesn't have you know substantial value i think we will continue to have a fight about pushing for votes every four years we shouldn't be vote or die eight years later fact fam we was vote or die yeah exactly when 
when when Diddy had the shirt on. And, you know, I talked to a homie. I love dude to death. I'm not subbing you, bro. He was like, man, we can readdress in 2024 how people feel now. I'm like, fam, we said that before. And if we being honest, man, you know, the former president, one of his things was he felt like black people dropped off uh, paying attention to what he was doing once he got in the first time. And they felt like that allowed the Republicans to gain a foothold. Are we keeping it real? Do we really just do we really want things to change or do we just want to be a part of the game? I think, you know, just to answer that short, man, and this might sound funny, but like. I think we want to be a part of the game or have the game actually sh- show us appreciation. That's it. And because it's, you know, bro, you see all these posts you know, black women going to save the world, black women going to, and I'd be like, look, y'all don't, don't do this to try to make it seem like black men and black women ain't in solidarity. Cause 83% of black men voted for Trump. It was like 12% of black men. Hillary. Voted, I mean, I'm sorry for Hillary. I'm sorry. Yeah. 83% of black men voted for Hillary. 12% voted for Trump. What we're not talking about is other groups, which I'm gonna leave it at that, that voted in much higher numbers for Trump. Listen, the lat. Listen, exactly. Listen, our, our, our I, the Brown brothers. But you want to know something interesting about that is, I mean, me and my, my wife, we 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 don't disagree on this, but we have conversations about this. I don't have a problem with the i with inclusiveness. I don't. But it, but being inclusive with everyone allows for for infiltrating, if that makes sense. And I think one of the things that happens a lot in our situations and our, in our attempts to change things and to grow and be, you know, much bigger is the idea that everything is always infiltrated. Everything has, we always have to take our eyes off of us and try to include and to me, that can be troubling, and I want to I want to shelve this topic about inclusivity. Um, um, I want I want to shelve this so we could talk about this, you know, shortly, uh, maybe in the next podcast or after that. For sure. But I think it's real important we talk about that, um, you know, to address, you know, that 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 really really big topic topic. But before we end this, man, um, before we end this. You know, again, I want to thank everybody for always listening, uh, checking in, you know, sending messages to me, um, you know, Facebook, uh, not for Facebook, excuse me, but uh, Instagram, comment, different things of that nature. Hey, once um, again, oh, yeah. bumps, my bad. I was just going to say, man, thank y'all again. Thank y'all for the feedback. You know, let us know. Uh, you know, I appreciate y'all reaching out to, to Eric and let him know what y'all think. And he lets me know. Let me know, man. We, we love to hear what y'all think. Um, and, and in this day and time, man, it's just important for us to talk and communicate. Let's meet, let's greet each other with love and go from there. Also, if anybody listens to this and say, Hey, you know, you heard something that you would like to have a comment on. Don't be afraid to say, Hey, you know, give me a call while y'all talking or anything like that, because we would love to hear some opinions from some other people. Uh, like I said, last time it's our space, um, you know, two black men talking, but but the floor is open. We would like, you know, not just to have somebody's opinion, but definitely to challenge what you heard or challenge our thoughts. Man, you know? 
and, and I, we'll go from there. And I'll just say this last thing. We record the same time every week. If you want to get down, let us know. We will tag you in there, and we can have those conversations. Thank y'all for always listening. Thank you for showing love, and I look forward to hearing back from y'all. And thank you, Sam. Thank you for being available. Thank you for you know participating in this. I'm glad that we're able to do this, man. Nah, man, I appreciate you. This man, I, I look forward to this, man. I you know I have to get this off my chest at least once a week, and I just appreciate having this, man. So it's always love. I appreciate you doing it with me. All right, you have a good one, man. Hey, you too, man. Take care.